0: Do better, be better. Welcome back to the Spitfire Podcast Tech Flight. We host, Moto, and shares inbound marketing specialists at Spitfire Inbound. For our first episode of the year, we thought that we'd chat with some of our head of departments on the key inbound marketing and hotspot trends for 2022. They didn't only give us the digital tea, but also suggest actionable tips on how to apply these trends to our marketing strategies
1: This is going to be a jam packed episode, so make sure to listen all the way to the end so you don't miss out on the knowledge bombs that our guests have to share with us today. Also, please let us know your thoughts on this episode and tell us what trends we may not have touched on.
0: Okay, so let's dive right in. With us today, we've got Lauren, our social media and digital content manager, Shiran, who is our head of onboarding. Marlene, our Strategic Inbound Advisor, and Mojalefa, who is our Mr. Google and Paid Media Specialist. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves, elaborate more on your role at Spitfire? What is it that you do?
2: Cool, fantastic. Um, So basically, I head up the content and social media departments at Spitfire. With that, I manage a team of social media and content experts. Um, So we do everything social and content um, for Spitfire and for our clients. Um, And my core area of speciality is paid social media.
3: Well, I wish I could give you a clear answer, but the quickest summary would be that I am My title, and inbound strategic advisor. So this just really means that I give businesses and clients strategic advice when it comes to meeting their marketing and sales goals. Um, I'm also in the HubSpot onboarding department, so I help um, individuals and businesses with their initial um, HubSpot setup, or I'll help them optimize their current portal usage um, through guided learnings.
4: Cool. So just in a nutshell, um, I'm, I'm responsible uh, for the overseeing of everything related to SEO, uh, paid search, <clears throat> um, just paid media. So everything related to Google, I'm the go-to guy.
5: Well, I'm the head of onboarding, and I think it's a complicated title because when people hear onboarding, they think of internal staff, but that's not what I do. Um, My role is HubSpot and and clients onboarding, essentially. Um, So I'm head of the department, and um, the essential, in a nutshell, um, of that role is um, getting people to really learn how to use HubSpot and love it. Um, But not just basic training, actually getting them to understand the strategic ways that they can use the tool and helping them set it up in a way that's going to be unique to their business. Because every business has different goals and different strategies. Um, And it's not a one size fits all tool. Um, So, and I mean, inbound as a strategy is not a one size fits all. It's about that customization and making sure that people are able to really use. The tools that we give them, whether it is HubSpot or it is inbound or it is a sales strategy, um, the way that it's going to benefit their business and help them grow.
0: Thank you so much, guys, for those amazing introductions. So now we are moving on to our next question. So, in your area of expertise, what do you think are the most important trends to look out for in 2022?
5: So I think that the trends is the entire sphere of of digital transformation. So every company is going to need to move into that digital sphere if they're not already there. And those who are already there um, are going to need to keep up with the times, as it were. I think that RevOps has become um, an area where more and more people are realizing that operations is not just about um, the, the, the basic things here are there, it's quite a fu- fundamental function of your business. Um, and the HubSpot operations hub is new. So I do think that that is a trend we're gonna see more of in the new year um, is people looking for help, understanding and growing in a rev ops side. Um, I also think in the world of HubSpots, the sales and service doesn't get the credit that it deserves. Um, And I think that most people see digital transformation as looking to your marketing, but it's not. It's the whole flywheel. It's marketing, Mm. sales, service, the whole thing. And I think that um, in this year, more and more people are going to realize that bringing their sales, marketing, and service together and having that central view of the customer is going to be the difference between having their business succeed and having it fail. So with, what's what's with what's happened in the world, um, I think that while we're all ready to go back to, to some semblance of normalcy, the thing that is not gonna ever really go back to what it was before um, COVID and before lockdown is the split between working from home and working at the office. I think that the people that felt that working from home was the best thing ever have now realized that being in an office is actually great and vice versa. But ultimately, what it's done, especially in the South African market, is it's opened up opportunities for cross-country, cross-regional business. Um, and in order to really function and grow in that environment, you have to make sure that you have a digital strategy in place that is going to mean that when people come to your computer, to your website, or they come to your um, you know, a chatbot or whatever. All the experience is the same, and it's fundamental that they're feeling that that you, as a business, are giving them what they want.
4: Um, I think actually the one thing that a lot of people they, they they really they really they don't see it as much of a trend, but for me, it's so 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 important. Is actually taking a back to basics approach just to make sure that your 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 foundations are are, are well. You've got well-rooted foundations. Um, even from a Google perspective, uh, how they want us to manage the accounts, you'll notice that um, they always say, uh, are you making sure that you're following best practice on this? Uh, is this set up? Is this set up? Um, I mean, easy example, if your targeting on keywords are set up properly, that allows you to that, that allows you to, 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 to automate certain things. Um, so if you have the right, uh, if you have the right um, setup from the get go, it allows you to automate and just pretty much let the system target and do its job more efficiently. So I think a lot of problems that I see across the the, uh, the accounts um, and not just everywhere is that is the basics set up
3: properly? So after reviewing 2021 um, in conjunction with current trends and and seeing the forecast, we will be expecting 2022 to be highly focused around customer centricity. Um, We also saw this as a main focus um, at inbound. And this, you know, HubSpot's not the only tech giant revolving everything around the consumer. Um, Apple has done it in terms of privacy um, and it's just going to become an upward trajectory. I have been heavily involved lately um, with mapping our integrations. um, So alongside self-service tools, which include WhatsApp for business, uh, live chat. And building out interactive chatbot journeys to enable self-service to clients.
1: And why is and, why is self-service important to customer centricity?
3: That's a very good question, because it doesn't really necessarily tap into marketing only hmm. um, and is not to be used specifically from that perspective. But these innovations also enable sales teams um, and free up their time. Um, So things like pre-qualification, automated lead distribution, um, which really enables the sales team to focus on closing more sales.
2: Um, So I think there's gonna be a huge drive to, um, as brands move more towards digital, just based on, on COVID in the last two years, Um, especially paid social Um, you know there is new functionality on the different platforms Um, LinkedIn is going to be good for us um, or a big drive for us this year Um, so for example LinkedIn articles um, fantastic Um, you know there there is new functionality across all the different platforms Um, and I think um, audio you know with the rise of you know apps um, and audio first Um, sort of media like clubhouse like twitter spaces um, like podcasts um, you know that's definitely um, just one of the touch points that um, that I think brands can can leverage and there's a huge opportunity within that space.
1: I just want to carry on with that um, especially when you spoke about LinkedIn what is it about LinkedIn as a social platform that it is growing the way that it is?
2: Um, I think specifically, um, you know, each, each platform has got their own um, benefits and pros and cons, but I think because we play primarily within the B2B space, um, LinkedIn is, is such a great platform to leverage that, um, so brands marketing to other, to other brands or businesses to businesses. Um, just in terms of um, with the increased targeting um, uh, for paid social, the platform functionality, um, and just better reporting. Um, and just the fact that that LinkedIn and HubSpot's, HubSpot is a LinkedIn partner. Um, so just the, um, really the reporting depth and functionality um, that you can get um, is, is going to be a huge driver for us.
1: I've had a few conversations as well where B2C marketers see LinkedIn and they just think, no, not at all. But an uh, interesting conversation that I had, which is obvious, but not obvious is that your B2C customers can be a human that's on the B2B side, you know, so you, you could be a customer, So you just like missing out on another person just because you're trying to stay away from it because LinkedIn isn't a B2C social media platform. So yeah. I think, I think that's important to note as well.
2: Exactly. It's not, it's, it's not considered a traditional um, B2C platform, however exactly like you said Chaz, there's there, there's a human on the other end um, and they could potentially be an influencer um, within their business, they could be a decision maker um, you know, if we, if we look at it like that um, and yeah, just remembering that there is another human, it's, it's another person on the other end, um, which is great to, to leverage off
1: We're humans on the other end, I swear. (laughs) (laughs) I promise. (laughs) I hope so. I mean, yes, for sure. How do you think these trends, as you've mentioned, are going to affect Spitfire Inbound clients and us at Spitfire Inbound ourselves?
3: So I am really excited and ecstatic about this movement. So with... All of the technology changing and integrate and new te- um, integrations entering the market, including those that are currently being custom built, we um, will be able to serve and create solutions where clients can enable true customer delight and satisfaction. Um, and I mean that in in the sense of you know roping in any dev teams where a solution doesn't ultimately um, meet uh, the current integrations that are out there but you know often we're really able to push boundaries and expand on the requirements for the client. and once you enable your entire tech stack and all of your tools to revolve around your client you know then you enable upselling and um, servicing and then giving a full 360 um, for your client which is ultimately what what every business wants But for us, this just means we're going to become incredibly busy, right? (laughs) Um, Which makes me very happy, um, meaning that we can deliver solutions to other businesses that really work. And apart from that, um, these trends will really drive more internal learning, which will enable us to tap into our creative mindset and thinking, which, you know, will diversify everybody's skill sets, which is always at the heart of our business.
4: I mean, this is a process that I personally have started in last year across most of our clients. Um, so it's a conversation we've already started. And another thing that brings me onto the next, um, I'd say trend, uh, it opens up an opportunity is experimentation. Uh, if, we, if we're able to set up this good base, uh, that we that everyone is aligned on and is is set up for success. It also allows us to to test out and bring in experiments into into whatever we do, to almost see like what works for us. Um, what I've personally found is, best practice also always sets you up for for success, but it's also really good to see. <laughs> If you do deviate slightly from best practice, does it sometimes have a good a good results or bad results? And what I found is sometimes when you test and do something a bit out of the ordinary, uh, you actually do get good results. So once we've set up the good um, the good uh, fundamental base, I like to test implement automation. And then once we're done with that, try out, experiment with different things to see what works for that specific client that is in a specific, because the nice thing about our, our clients at Spitfire, they always occupy such a niche part of the market. So always finding out what works for them um it's so great so if you can do that like in the early part of the year or if you set out a certain part of the year to do that you almost can roll it out for the rest of the year like you see what works for them and you roll it out and say we know what we've set up the right base we've tested and we know what works for you now it's time to almost like reap the rewards of all the hard work that we've been
0: doing can you provide us with some actionable tips on how to apply these trends to your strategies going forward?
5: So I think that what I love about being a Spitvarian is that we are curious by nature, we are learners by nature, and I think that we thrive on being able to see what's coming next or, or finding out what's coming next and giving them a try. So I think from a Spitfire perspective, we are always working towards being there. I think what it's going to do for us as a business is really help us or, or almost force us as a business to um, to kind of bring it into um, ourselves. I think that when you are an agency, and I mean, we don't like the word agency because we're, we're technically not an agency. We're more of a consultancy. But when you are in that position, right, when, when you are doing something for your clients, that something in your internal business tends to be the second thing mm-hmm. that you think about. Um, and I think that as we grow, as we get, you know, more people that we can teach and, and grow into this this industry um, we can start like really pushing that into um, into our own internal processes and I think that we've done that in the last couple in the last year I, we have really really worked on our processes mm. on streamlining it and the benefit of that for our customers is that they get an even better more streamlined customer service um, So I think that it's, that is it. It's ultimately a a cycle, you know, Mm -hmm. is that us as Spitfire go, okay, because we've done this for a client, we now see that our own processes might need a bit of a shift. We shift those processes and then we're able to give that back to our clients. So it's a, it's a cycle. And I think that's what we do as well with our clients is that every time we take on a new challenge, every time we take on a new client that need something slightly different. Or every time we decide we're going to develop a new product that's specific around Hub, it allows us to learn and give that back to our clients and give
2: them even more services. You know, start with your existing content. Um, That's definitely going to be the best tool in your arsenal. So how can you repurpose the content, um, existing content, and leverage it for maximum reach? Um, so I mean, basically think of your social media platforms as an additional um, touch points um, and conversion opportunity. So for example, you can turn blog posts, um, existing blog posts, um, or even older ones um, into social media content. Um, you can break those up. You can turn those into videos. You can turn them into LinkedIn articles. Um, you can also, there's also the, the opportunity to promote those um, through paid ads. Um, so definitely start with your content. I think that's going to be the cornerstone um, of how you can sort of um, take take that and then turn that into or jump on trends. Um, look at stories. Take think about taking um, an old blog, blog article and turning it into a podcast, for example. Um, there are so many so many strategies. Um, think about taking. Content and turning it into, for example, journey-based advertising. Um, You know that is a new feature in LinkedIn um, on HubSpot's um, with your your ad sequences. Um, So there's definitely there are so many things that you can do with your content. But I think it's also about like just just think about your business goals. Just because there are loads of trends doesn't mean you need to touch every one of them. Um, Take one or two do a test, you know, come up with your hypothesis, run a test, run an A-B test, um, measure the results, um, and then iterate from there.
3: Um, in general, it's always, you know, good place and good practice for people to review their current processes mm. and then to to see what's up and coming and to see if There are any solutions that i've just mentioned that can fit into their current framework and then devise a strategy to deploy those Mm. so for example i mentioned where live chat and uh, chatbots could fit in Um, for some companies it would be wise to opt for live chat where agents can assist you know in real time and based on certain time zones whereas other companies would rather utilize a self-servicing chatbot that better suits their clients' needs and capabilities. So without giving away too much, it, I kind of want to say like go back to the drawing board and have a look at where these trends will fit in in your business specifically.
1: Um, okay, so what HubSpot updates um, are you excited to use in 2022? So we've spoken about kind of general trends, but then obviously we love HubSpot. So what are those updates that you're excited to see? In the world of HubSpot,
5: the sales and service doesn't get the credit that it deserves. Um, And I think that most people see digital transformation as looking to your marketing, but it's not. It's the whole flywheel. It's marketing, Mm. sales, service, the whole thing. And I think that um, in this year, more and more people are going to realize that bringing their sales, marketing, and service together and having that central view of the customer is going to be the difference between having their business
2: succeed and having it fail. So definitely Facebook ad sequences. Um, we've just touched on that. Um, but this this is such a cool feature. Um, I'm so excited about this. Um, basically, this will allow us to create and tailor a set of ads based on the buyer's journey. So um, it's it's a set of three ads. um, So you'll attract your prospects, um, you'll provide them with relevant, interesting content, um, and then you'll convert them um, with separate ads that have a very strong call to action. Um, And all of that is measurable um, within HubSpot. So I think that's going to be fun. Um, And I'm really looking forward to um, to playing around with that and just really seeing this, the results that we can get from that um, for, for our clients.
4: It goes back to back to basics. It's not, I'm, I'm not excited about the new things that are coming there. I'm more excited about fully using what we do have
0: okay. instead of
4: what's new. Um, I think we haven't used the ads tool to its, to its full function, um, especially when we're experimenting. Um, I mean, when we look on the Google ad side of things, um, we see a lot of time on what's driving a conversion, somebody who's filling in a form, right? Uh, and then we, as marketers or as search marketers, we always get excited that, oh, wow, I have last week, I had two people this week. I have 10 people filling in a form, uh, but HubSpot allows us to see, do those people end up being customers? So I think... We are not driving that enough. We're not focusing on getting people, driving those people along the buyer's journey further enough.
1: Do you think we can anticipate something more in 2022? Maybe it's not around just yet, um, but you can see it's reviving or coming out of nowhere. Yeah, that's also a fantastic question. Um, So
2: like I, I mentioned earlier, um, the rise of audio-first platforms, I mean, that's going to, we're going to see that explode. Um, things that are here to stay and that might change um, are things like streaming videos, um, stories. Stories are still going to be um, a key focus. Um, so reels, um, a short-form vertical video, um, that's also going to be um, really big. We're going to see slight changes, um, but it's definitely here to stay. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just in terms of um, sort of topics, I think there's going to be a really huge emphasis on diversity, um, as well as mental health and how brands are addressing these issues. Um, So, for example, like what their position on diversity is, Mm -hmm. um, sharing their values uh, through social, etc. So those are going to be key points to, to look out for and to play around with.
5: I think there's definitely going to be an emphasis on um, on pushing sales um, as a as a tool. So a CRM. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people are really understanding the benefits of having a robust CRM system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, HubSpot's ha- HubSpot has introduced the payments tool, which really changes the face of what HubSpot does. So I think my anticipation there is that it becomes available to more and more countries. that's That I'm really looking forward to. But um, yeah, I think that that sphere, um, you know, custom, uh, uh, what's it? What's a quote templates? That's it. Custom quote templates has also been um, something on the horizon that is now um, coming into play. And I think that it gives people who use HubSpot the ability to really customize their sales efforts a lot more Um, but yeah the payments tools definitely going to change a lot of things
4: this is this one is from personal experience guys it's not uh, yes I've I've read about it but I'm seeing it so many times from my own personal experience Uh, I've got a five-year-old daughter and she can't. She can't read and write yet because she's still in grade R. She's she's like such a digital native, right? She's quite comfortable on like your YouTube and stuff like that. But you know, on YouTube, search is so important. But what she really depends on is voice search. Uh, she does a lot of voice search. Um, so, and I'm seeing it more and more. Even more grown ups are doing more voice search. Um, stuff related to uh, YouTube-related voice search. Uh, people don't feel like typing as much, especially like you'll see um, stuff like smart TVs are, are becoming a bigger thing, and which allows us to do more voice search. Voice searches from phones. Google has been going on about the importance of mobile devices for like, what, eight years now? Yeah. Lockdown has really accelerated that. Well. Yeah, so voice search is becoming more and more important, um, which is more related to the content and the keywords you you optimize for.
1: Um, and then just in general for the year, what are you most excited about?
4: Uh, actually, what I'm, what I'm excited about is, yes, guys, like at Spitfire, we really get tested, hey? Um, <laughs> we always get tested to think of so many new solutions. I mean, every now and again, I get asked the question that, It's like, you know very well, we really don't work in silos. Um, Questions that I was answering last year are something totally different. The other day I got an email from Jane saying, hey, I don't know who is this for, but there's this thing the client wants an answer for. And I was like, hey, I've never thought of that question, but that kind of sounds like a question that would most likely supposed to come to me. Um, Uh. And I'm interested in actually getting a solution to that kind of question. So always getting questions that are so new and make me think in totally different ways.
3: I'm really, really excited to be part of a business that's always growing better. So I'm literally excited to help my clients grow. And I'm not getting paid to say that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I get my kicks out of that. so I love to grow my uh, client accounts um, and helping their business accounts grow. And, you know, while this ha- happens naturally, you know, passing on any learnings to my team members so we can cre- uh, focus on creating more diverse and innovative solution, You know, always improving what already exists um, and changing for the better.
1: I love that and uh, again for it to be a trend that it's customer centricity and your work that you've set out for the next year is exactly that.
3: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: I love that. Thank you so much for all of your insight today. Um, I know I've learned a lot and I'm also excited for 2022 and um, maybe towards the end of the year we can have another interview and see exactly where we went and how those insights ended up unpacking themselves
2: amazing i'd love that um thanks so much for having me on today um it's been awesome yay
1: <laughs>
0: well we hope that you enjoyed our first episode of 2022 be sure to check out the blog post connected to this episode at SpitfireImbound.com and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts
1: We'd love for you to like, follow, and subscribe to our podcast and for you to leave us a review. And if you like this episode, remember to tag us on social media, our handles at Spitfire, Inbound, and we're on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, the Twitters, you know, you can find us.
0: Please leave us a voice note on Anchor and we'll send you a shout out in our next episode.
1: We've got a lot of exciting topics planned for the rest of the year, so stay tuned subscribe I know we've said it before but thank you again for joining us see you soon bye bye